Don't you just love those conversations which start with phrases like, <clears throat> so tell me of a time when you blank. Or tell me of a time when you, and they give you this very specific kind of uh, requirement or expectation that you already know is going to be part of the job detail. Or maybe it's not even about the job. It's the first time you go out on a date and she says, so tell me about your family. Or he says, so tell me about your last relationship. Or maybe it's a sales call and the customer wants to know, does this thing even work for me? Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I learned a long time ago that it's one thing to be able to spit out the list of attributes. We all see it on a resume, right? This is the job I had. This is the title I had. This is what they paid me. Maybe you don't put that on there. Uh, but these are the tasks that I did. I did this and this and this and, th and they're like little bullet points. <clears throat> a lot of times in an employee evaluation, it's almost like a checklist. It's like showed to work on time, turned in their paperwork on time, did the tasks they were assigned on time, <clears throat> didn't start any fights at work, got along with everybody they were supposed to, and met their sales objectives. Check, done, good, move on. But if you expect to have a standout reputation, if you expect to be recognized as a little bit different in the interview or in the evaluation or on the first date or on the sales call or in today's world, on a Zoom call, on an interview, a media interview, the opportunity to really stand out sometimes rests in the ability to be a little bit different, the ability to be transparent, authentic, and vulnerable without making yourself look like a fool. Now, I know there are a lot of people who would say, look, I don't need any help learning how to tell stories from my own life. I already do that. Maybe you should go back and watch yesterday's video and read yesterday's article because there are a lot of people who will just share something off their, off their heart and then later find out that their heart and their mouth together betrayed them. That something came out of their mouth that they hadn't really planned on saying and oh my gosh, now it's out there. And like Seinfeld said, that there's that speech bubble in the air and it's like you can see the words as they're escaping your mouth and your mind and you realize at this point you cannot take them back. They're out there. They're going to damage your reputation. They're going to damage your relationships. They might even bring a halt to a lot of the things you have underway. If you think I'm kidding, just take some time and go back over the last, I don't know, say five years and do a YouTube search or a Google search on how many celebrities or news anchors or sportscasters have completely lost their career over something that came out of, your, out of their mouth. And, and you would think, I mean, seriously, you would think of all the people in the world who would be able to predict and control the words coming out of their mouth, the thoughts coming out of their head, the expression of their heart. It would be people who on a regular basis have a camera in front of them. But if they're not skilled enough for the brain mouth filter to work fast enough to save their own careers, is an amateur going to be? Someone who in the heat of the moment gets provoked a little bit, gets gets poked a little bit, it gets challenged a little bit, and then all of a sudden they respond in the heat of the moment because they don't have anything prepared. See, here's what I know. If you watch a good martial artist, if you watch a good boxer, what you're going to see is that <clears throat> they have already trained 
for every scenario they can possibly imagine. And they didn't train it one time, they've trained it thousands of times, maybe even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of times. And the reason that they've trained it is so that the response to the stimulus becomes a reflex. And the reflex is already perfected. See, when, when you study story power, what you understand is that story power is a read-write program. It not only tells about the history of who you are, not only reveals the things that you've experienced, it allows you to bring those experiences to the table in a way that people might say, wow, I never knew you were capable of that. I never knew you'd been through that. I never knew you understood that. Because it's not on your resume. Nope, it's not. It didn't show up in your dating profile that all of these things were in your life experience. But man, they're so valuable and so rich and so powerful. Story power is about learning the craft of understanding how to bring that history up in such a way that it's vulnerable, that it's authentic, that it's transparent, but that it doesn't destroy you in your reputation or your career. But story power is also a write program. It doesn't just read the past events. It's a really powerful tool for predicting the future because story power is what allows you to look at the vision for your life and the vision that you want as a leader for your organization around you, the vision that you want as a person in a relationship for your companion, that you would be able to say, this is what I see our relationship. And let me tell you something. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. I, I think I've said that right here on this on this talk that <clears throat> 29 years in, they were looking back going, no, it wasn't a 29-year marriage that failed. It was a disaster in the first five. We just wouldn't let that dead horse die. Well, you know what? When you can, in the very initial phases of your relationship, use story power to craft the vision for where you see your relationship going, you can set a target that you both agree on, that you're both willing to fight for no matter what comes up. And that vision, just like a vision for a company, a vision for a relationship, will take you 10 times further than anything else you can possibly imagine. And story power is the ability to articulate that vision in such a way that other people buy in. <clears throat> story power is a good way to demonstrate the sales aspect of any product or service that you want to offer. Not features and benefits and advantages. Those are cool. They're great for the brochure. But if you want to have a conversation with someone who feels like there's real ownership in what you're selling, story power is a great way to do it. But you got to know how to select the story. You got to know how to craft the story. You got to know where to place the story in the presentation. That's what story power is all about. So if you've considered how bad did I mess up that last interview? How bad did I mess up that last employee evaluation? How could I improve my sales call closes? How could I improve my first date closes and actually get a second date? Then maybe you should also consider the Story Power Masterclass. I'm just saying. StoryPowerMasterclass.com is a good place to start. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. now for an extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.